0: Have Dirt Lane model bodies gone too far with aerodynamics? We'll show you some photos today and talk about the current situation, plus an update on the future of Pennsboro Speedway in West Virginia. Let's go. It's Monday, January 22nd. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Over the weekend at Volusia, I'm sure you may have seen the photos floating around and heard the chatter about the body on Devin Moran's Dirt late model. It seems like it's caused quite a stir and calls from some to finally crack down on the aerodynamics on these race cars. Moran obviously had a strong weekend. He won Friday and then he led lap Saturday before eventually finishing third. He was quickest in qualifying in his group both days, but he wasn't the fastest all weekend. Bobby Pierce actually took the track record on Friday. And there were others very closely in that neighborhood on lap times. And I think it's important to point out, too, that he didn't dominate. There were lots of other cars that led laps, and Hudson O'Neill won the Saturday feature. This chatter all got started before Volusia actually even happened. Early last week, there was a test at Golden Isles that saw quite a few big teams participate, and photographer Chris Anderson was there. Of the photos he captured and shared was this one that I have on the screen right now of Moran's Double Down Motorsports machine. I saw the photo last Tuesday when uh, Where Catch Fence shared it to Twitter. Obviously, the car is incredibly twisted to maximize the arrow and this very much reminds me of the NASCAR Cup cars we had in the early to mid 2000s. They call those cars now the Twisted Sisters, and this follows those same ideas. If you look at the image I have on the screen, there's a lot of uh, similarities between these two race cars. With those Cup cars. When they went into the corner and got into yaw, you wanted as much air on the nose and on the right rear for downforce as you could get. So uh, the noses were shifted to the right. The spoiler would, you know, if, if you look at this photo, you can see it kind of peeking out from around the greenhouse. And the right side was curved as much as the rules allowed. Back then, cup cars had to fit individual body templates, and everyone was able to pass inspection. What the body hangers figured out was you could manipulate the body as a whole while keeping the templates fitting because the templates themselves didn't fit together. Individual areas could be moved and shifted while still meeting specs. Eventually, NASCAR went to the claw that looked like this, uh, which was a full car template that was dropped down onto the top. It was basically all of the individual templates were incorporated into one, so smaller areas had to meet, as did the larger body as a whole. And these days, body checks are done with the Hawkeye camera system that uses computers to scan everything. They actually roll the car into, it's basically like a blacked out room that they use a kind of fabric and things for. Teams are given uh, what looks like a heat map of where their bodies are and where they're close to or out of spec. There's no more physical templates being used. And these Dirt late models are using a lot of those same concepts. Everything just looks even more out of whack because Yaw and NASCAR was a few degrees on corner entry, not completely sideways like a Dirt late model is. Twisted noses and shifted roof lines and spoilers way out to the right all keep maximum air on the car through the corner for maximum grip. It's not a magic bullet as these cars are too complex for that, but clearly it does matter in a big way. Moran's car is an extreme illustration of this, but all of the cars, uh, all of the big time cars at least, have gone this direction. And if you want to see more, here's a photo of Gordy Gundaker's car that I took at World Finals last November. A lot of the same things you can see, uh, you know, the twisted roofline, the shifted over nose, the spoiler sticking out to the right. And just like with those old cup cars, Moran's car was clearly legal via this current set of unified dirt land model rules. He passed the World of Outlaws tech all weekend long. And you can't really blame the teams for this, as the entire reason the teams exist is to try and find speed within the current set of rules. They're going to do what they can with the resources afforded to them. And as we've talked about before, uh, these teams are their own worst enemies in that way. They're obviously going to spend what they can afford to spend to try to make their cars go faster, and sometimes that's going to get out of control. And it's why costs have gotten completely ridiculous at this point. The knock against all of this, uh, in, in terms of the aerodynamics, is that it clearly costs money and time to figure this stuff out, which not every team can afford and replicate. And there's concern that the dirty air created by these bodies is making the racing worse. Just like we talked about last week with the sprint cars and the World of Outlaws talking about wicker bill reductions, dirty air means less downforce on the nose of the trailing car and less grip to try and get a pass done. It didn't seem to hurt the racing the, this past weekend at Volusia but some will point to other races that it has probably hurt in the past. The Hunt the Front guys talked about this over the weekend. You can find their conversation about the bodies on their podcast channel on YouTube. So not their main Hunt the Front channel, but their Hunt the Front podcast channel. Joseph Joyner mentioned Eldora as a place where he experienced that dirty air. He said his car was pretty good by itself, but he struggled in traffic. And as for what can be done about all of this, the only solution seems to be some sort of full body template. Uh, like that claw we saw with NASCAR, that picture I showed you here just a few minutes ago, where the Hunt the Front guys talked about Tyler Herb saying they needed to have some sort of drive-through template, where if the car touched anywhere, that you wouldn't be able to race. That would straighten things up a bit and hopefully prevent some of the dirty air. I'm certainly not an aerodynamicist, but that's what NASCAR did, and it seems to be kind of the sentiment here as well. Overall, we're really at an interesting moment in dirt late model racing when it comes to tech as these bodies aren't the only issue. There are also some things happening with shock rules that have some in the industry not happy. I'm trying to gather more information on that at the moment for a future episode. If you're somebody who has direct knowledge about this current shock stuff, feel free to uh, DM me on social media or sh- uh, send me an email to info at As is always the case with this stuff though, the teams are usually a step or two ahead of the enforcement. And if it isn't one area, it will likely be another. Feel free to leave a comment below with your thoughts on the current status of dirt late model bodies. A uh, One news item for you today before we close out, Barry Braun and XR have been in the process of trying to get Pennsboro Speedway in West Virginia back open for this season, the 2024 season. Their original plan was to construct a quarter mile racetrack using part of the original half mile track, and work had already started on the reconfiguration. But last Wednesday, they put out a release announcing that racing would return to the half mile with plans changing. Braun said initially permitting and construction expenses kept them from working to bring back the half mile. But recently, they were able to, quote, get some good news on permits, soil insurance, and the most important factor, the people, unquote. So with the support of the local county, they are pushing back the opening date from April 20th this year to Memorial Day weekend, needing that uh, that additional time to get work done. There are no lack of problems to overcome on this property, including the creeks that run through it, uh, run through the track, the bridges. There's a lack of really infrastructure, any infrastructure on the property, uh, and the track itself used to be a very narrow racing surface. That initial race weekend towards the end of May will feature ULMS late models with sprint cars scheduled for July and the XR Super Series set for late October. You can see more details over at PensboroSpeedway.com. Uh, That's it for the show today. Don't forget, uh, I'm running a $10 uh, t-shirt sale over at shop.dirttracker.com. Just smalls and mediums are left, but you have two options between the logo shirts. I am down to just three of the late model stickers left in stock as well. If you've ordered in recent days, your purchases uh, have already been shipped and should be to you soon. Uh, Make sure to stop by dirttracker.com today for all of the latest news and the streaming schedule. Hope you guys have a great Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.